Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue in our examination of the book of Ephesians. We're in the sixth chapter, drawing close to the end, reaching another one of those therefore passages. <laughs> and so if you haven't been with us in previous episodes, you might want to go back a couple, two or three or four episodes to sort of see what's going on. So we're going to start right at verse 13. And the Spirit's leading Paul to say this, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. And then in verse 14, he says, stand firm. And so there's at least three times, maybe four times in here where we see that we are told to stand firm, where we're told to do something. Verse 13, he says, you know, therefore, in light of everything that we've seen to this point in time, <clears throat> You need to do something. Okay? Remember what he said in verse 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the devil and the schemes. <clears throat> and then verse 12, we saw that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness. So he's given us insight into uh, what the struggle is and where the struggle is and what's occurring and what's going on. So that's the reason when he gets to verse 13, he reiterates it. He says, in light of this, <clears throat> therefore, take up the full armor of God, not just a portion of it, folks, but all of it, so that you will be able to resist <clears throat> in the evil day and then having done everything to stand firm. As I said before, you notice that he doesn't say charge, you know, against the devil, charge against it. He's saying just stand firm. Stand firm in the armor of the Lord. Don't retreat. Okay, don't proceed. So you stand firm. Then verse 14, stand firm, <clears throat> having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. <clears throat> so he's telling us and giving us very vivid pictures of what this armor is about and, and, you know, using something that people would understand, you know, an armor of a soldier type of thing, but also <clears throat> showing us what he really means by this, that you're girding your loins with truth and have put on a breastplate of righteousness. So you're prepared in truth. You're prepared in righteousness. You've shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You're actually saved. And remember, wherever you're going, you're taking that gospel, and it's the gospel of peace. Now, there's been many, many sermons and many books written about this passage and expounding upon it and all that, and they're wonderful. I mean, there's so much to be gleaned from here. But for us, this format, this situation, just grab a hold of these truths, folks. We must be prepared in truth. We must be prepared in righteousness, and we must be prepared in the gospel of peace. And then, verse 16, finishes the sentence out. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So we stand firm in faith. We have a shield, you know, that external shield you put on your arm to protect yourself from the flaming darts, the fiery darts that the evil one, the fiery darts of the wicked, okay? Modern translations say evil one. New American Standard says evil. King James says the darts of the wicked. 
Just know this, that as you live as a believer, as you seek to live in the way that the Lord has called us to, as we walk in obedience, there will be flaming arrows. There will be fiery darts. But the shield of faith, not faith in the situation, not faith in the circumstance, but faith in the Lord will protect us. Then verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is is the word of God. So you see how we are equipped in this armor of the Lord. The armor of the Lord consists of the helmet of salvation. Okay? You're, you're, you're saved. You are a true believer. And there's a lot, like I said, to be gleaned from the fact, what does the helmet do? Well, it protects the reasoning part. It protects the brain. It's our salvation that will do that. The sword of the Spirit is is the word of God. The sword of the spirit can be defensive. The sword of the spirit can be offensive. You can move forward with that, okay? We must have the sword of the spirit. We must know the word of God. So just to look at it all in one big package here, reiterate the whole thing. Look what he says. Stand firm, girding yourself and girding your loins with truth. So we need truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, protects the internal organs, protects the heart, the lungs, all that what that part does righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace in addition to all this take up the shield of faith with which you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil and the wicked and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and did you notice the couple of action verbs there, a couple of things that really leap out a stand firm is definitely one of them but a couple of times we're told to Take up, take up the shield of faith, take the helmet of salvation. You know, even at the very beginning in verse 11, when he uh, first mentions this, he says, put on the full armor of God. We have a role and a responsibility to appropriate that which God has provided. He can provide all day long, but if we choose not to live in it, not to walk in it, not to use it, not to appropriate it, then that is our fault. And so he, we're being told with this passage to put on that full armor of God. You know, I, I know of people who actually do this in the natural. In the morning when they're going about preparing for the day, they put on the armor of God just in the same way that you put on clothing, you prepare and all that kind of stuff. They put it on. Well, that's fine. But it's not like we ever go, okay, Lord, I'm taking off your armor right now. I want to get a few nights, you know, a few hours sleep tonight, and then I'll put it back on in the morning. No, I think it's the type of thing to be reminded of, okay? To remember that this is the armor that we're protected in. If we abide in him, if we walk in him, if we don't abide in him and we don't walk in him, then we're walking in sin and we step aside and we're setting aside some of these things. Perhaps we drop the shield of faith, okay? That type of thing, you know? You don't want to do that. You want to walk with him in everything and realize that the, the equipping that he has given us is that of a protective nature. One last thing here. And you notice that it's all sort of forward facing. Okay. There's not really any protection for the rear. And you would see that with a, a Roman soldier a lot of times. Yeah, they would have the breastplate that might cover part of the rear, but really everything is just facing forward. So fear not. The Lord will protect us. The Lord will watch over us. He has equipped us. As his believers, he has given us the full armor of God. We are to appropriate it. Folks, we are to live with truth, righteousness, the gospel, 
uh, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You appropriate that, live in that, and watch what God does. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.